And I think I betrayed myself by listening to what people want from me rather than what I really want inside. And I pushed these feelings like art, art will not give me a real life. It's not a real, I mean, you, you know it as well. Same, it's global. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to give you enough money. It's not going to give you a proper life, blah, 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 this and that. And I was so lost in these sentences that coming from people. I was like, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are right. So I should follow their path. And I did for a very long time. I studied economics and economics is not just a department you can just get into and study. It's really hard. And I was good at it. I can't lie. I'm, I'm a high honor student. I graduated as a high honor student. But in the back of my mind, it's just always about art. It was always about art. This is Art Is, a podcast where we visualize the future of the art world. This season, we are revisiting the topics and ideas introduced in season one. Through conversations with industry leaders, emerging artists, and creative change makers. Today, we are hearing from Eli Karabay Solakla, an artist based in Turkey. Eli shares stories with us on creative confidence, personal reflection, and the importance of not comparing your work or yourself to others. She explains the circumstances that led her to initially pursue economics, and then how she changed her life, left the corporate world to pursue her true calling as a professional artist. Eli shares how she uses Instagram as a tool for positivity, connecting with other artists, and building a professional network. From her passion for art history and recent experience working with interior designers, Eli's perspective is insightful, and her energy is restorative. I hope you find this conversation as enjoyable and enriching as I did. I'm Eli, an artist from Turkey. I mostly do abstract paintings. I don't really have an art, you know, educational background. I think I can say I'm a self-taught artist. But I always had a passion for art, for painting, since I was a child. I am an economics graduate. I work for corporate companies and a government institution. But then I realized they weren't satisfying enough, so I decided to take my passion to a business. I take the risk. And now I am a full-time artist trying to make it. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that story. So you said you were an economics graduate and then you entered the corporate world. What was that like? I mean, it happened very naturally because I got an amazing offer just after two months I graduated. I jumped to it because, you know, it's not easy to find a good job. Like, doesn't really matter where you're from anymore. And all of the, you know, new grads are looking for good jobs. And I got a really, really good offer. So I jumped into it and I was very busy. I was working seven days a week. I was always with my laptop and it was just so, so tiring. And I sometimes forgot what day it was. (laughs) It was all business. And then I had to change my city because I got married. And then I thought, you know, I can't do this anymore. I did it for like a year, but it's just too tiring. I feel so old (laughs) inside. So I was like, you know, a government um, institution will be better because, you know, it's same all around the world it's much more calm and not a lot of work to do just you know in the private sector i worked there for like three years as well um but it was just 
it was just not satisfying enough. I wasn't happy. And I thought, if I'm not happy daily, like, what's the point? And I didn't even ask for anyone, like my mom or dad or my husband. I was just like, okay, I'm quitting. And I wrote my resignation letter in 10 minutes. And I just gave and I just left there. <laughs> I had enough. Because when you're not happy and when you don't want to go to that work, like when you're like physically annoyed, you can feel like you're physically in pain. You just don't want to sit at that table and do that work because it doesn't give you anything. It doesn't fulfill your soul. And I always see myself as an artist. I was painting, you know, here and there and on holidays or in the weekends, but I was always in my mind and in my heart, I was an artist. I knew it, but I wasn't confident enough to tell it to myself, wait, you're an artist and you're wasting your life in these offices. You can't do this to yourself. It's not fair. You deserve to be happy. You should be happy. So I made the decision for myself. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that you've been painting your whole life since childhood. Yeah. When you were growing up, were you not encouraged to become an artist or was it your own internal drive to go into the business space first? Well, I, I have to be honest, I went to a really, really good school. My parents did their best to me and my art teachers were like, you have to do this because you're good at this. They were like, you have something. But coming from a, a middle class family, there are, you know, facts in life and there are certain expectations of your family and the society. And I think I betrayed myself by listening to what people want from me rather than what I really want inside. And I pushed these feelings like art, art will not give me a real life. It's not a real, I mean, you, you know it as well. Same, it's global. Mm. I mean, it's not going to give you enough money. It's not going to give you a proper life, blah, 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 this and that. And I was so lost in these sentences that coming from people. I was like, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are right. So I should follow their path. And I did for a very long time. I studied economics and economics is not just a department you can just get into and study. It's really hard. And I was good at it. I can't lie. I'm, I'm a high honor student. I graduated as a high honor student. I did it as well. But in the back of my mind, it's just always about art. It was always about art. I wasn't encouraged by my family. I can't lie even though they are really good parents uh, because they, they wanted like a more secure life for me. You know, if you go study economics or business and if you have like a really good job that pays well, you know, you're going to get better and better and you're going to have a, because that's how they grow up. You know, I don't want to blame them, but um, it just <laughs> came down to this. I quit it all. <laughs> No diplomas, no nothing. I'm self-taught and I'm just very, very happy. I've never been more happier. I feel true to myself. I feel happy and peaceful inside and I'm happy on a daily basis, which is really hard to obtain these days. And I think I'm, I'd like to thank myself <laughs> for um, doing the right thing. So along the journey, you know, was there any fear there or was there any insecurity or did you know that finally you were listening to the internal voice that was telling you what to do? 
I quit and I I knew I needed to spend time with myself and my own thoughts rather than asking people how should I get into this business like what should I do or what should I draw because I already had a style in my head I already know the colors that I like I already know what looks on a canvas so I was like okay I have to start I have to start doing it I can't be scared I can't let my hand shake I just picked the colors I like and I took the brush and I just let it flow it just it was so liberating it was so powerful I was like wait what I did is not great right now because it's my first try trying but it will get better because I know I'm at the right place I kept on painting, drawing, I worked on colors. I um researched styles, I watched a lot of stuff, I attended workshops, I did online courses. I'm very into art history, so I start reading more and more. But at the same time, I was practically always drawing something and if I don't like it, I was like, okay, start from the beginning. I would just like throw it all the way. And didn't feel bad and i i know now if i didn't <clears throat> tried all this stuff and did all the you know that seemed bad to me right now those bad paintings i wouldn't be where i am now but um, you asked you know were you scared i was scared of not being taken seriously by the art community because i'm not properly educated in art in the means of university degree in my mind and it was like this was affecting me negatively so i just felt like you know what maybe back in the day maybe 30 years ago maybe 20 years ago this was right art had like limits um it was more strict but now the time has changed get your head together you're confident you know what you're doing stay true to your creative self you're always learning new things a diploma doesn't define you and if there will be people who will not take you seriously because you don't have an university degree but just accept take their opinion be kind say thank you for your um you know thoughts or whatever and just move on that doesn't define you that was the most scary thing for me some people did it to me they were like oh you're not very educated like do you know what you're doing you know and and they do it on purpose i get it but i feel like considering what i achieved in a year i think that didn't stop me and i i am really glad that scare doesn't stop me because now i work with you know a couple of interior designers and coffee shops and i know what i'm doing so i i'm you know going on exhibitions and i'm getting very positive feedback from curators So I know I don't really need a diploma at the moment because social media, the internet, the web is so strong and art has less limits now. I can make it. That was my biggest scare, but I think I got over it now. I'd love to hear a little bit about the work you do with interior designers. Is that a collaborative or do they commission you? How does that um relationship work? Um actually both. Lately working on these um neutral colors that um that one interior design particularly she's in love with this so she was like okay i want several like seven or eight 
of this. But now she's coming out with other projects and she's like, can we work on different colors? And I will like commission you. So it's just both ways. And um, she introduced me to another interior designer, which is an amazing opportunity. But I also work with a coffee shop here as well. I did a couple of uh, paintings for them and they also let me use um, one of their walls uh, for me to sell my paintings, which is very nice. <laughs> and they're not taking anything. Uh, they are uh, just um, three sisters as well, supporting uh, other you know, women like me. Um, so that's how I work. It can be collaborative, it can be commissioned. I now take um, I, I believe that now every person I meet is a new opportunity because it really is. And one door opens another, another as long as you're kind and just positive. So that's how it worked for me. Just one person led to another, another, another. Just keep painting yourself and just keep on painting. As you have now started doing commercial work and um, commissioned work. Is there a difference between the paintings you do um, like for yourself and, you know, for the development of your style versus the paintings you do for the coffee shop or for the interior designers? And how do you separate those two in your mind? If you do? To be honest, I don't. I believe it's art. It's for art's sake. And I, I tell them before I start working, I'm like, this is what I do. This is, these are the limits that I, that I can go because I can test that. Like you can ask for me to do a, I don't know, a, like a portrait or just flowers because that's not what I do. I mean, it's good. It's nice, but that isn't, you know, it's just not my thing. I'm like, I do this and if you like it, let's do something together. So I don't really have a, I paint for myself and I paint for business type of thing. Because then it will take me back to, to, I feel like, you know, the old days where I try to satisfy people. I do it for myself. I paint for myself. And if you like it, it means something to you. It gives you a positive vibe. It's really good. Let's do something together. But if it's not, and you're asking me to do something that is not my style at all, I just say, I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. Because I would like to be me, you know? That's what I started this journey in the first place. Your confidence is so inspiring. Confidence will give you amazing opportunities. Meeting new people will give you a lot of opportunities and they will bring you success. Being kind, being nice and staying true to your creative mind. You know, there's reality. We need money. We need a certain amount of money. But if we, you know, get out of our lane, get off of our lane for money, you may not find yourself back. And you will, yes, you might have money, but you will be unhappy. Mm. So I want to be happy. Maybe there are like 10 job offers, but you have to say no. And when you sometimes say no, people are impressed by that. That has a power as well. So just know what you're doing. Stay true to yourself. Just like confidence is in you. I wasn't always like this. I was very confident. I wasn't like this. But I gave myself some pep talks. I was like, you got this, Eli. <laughs> you can do this. I really did. I'm not going to lie. And it builds up, builds up. And in time, you get 
you become a very confident person knowing what she he does confidence is the key just believe in yourself and you know if you like to draw a pencil just keep on drawing the pencil if you like to draw abstract do the abstract if you like to draw just straight lines just do it in time you will learn how to add a twist to it eventually and it will be your signature style and some people will like that and you will find customers you just need to be patient you just need to be confident and you just need to believe in yourself you can achieve anything that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and how do you see instagram as a tool for your work moving forward do a lot of outreach on the platform and how do you recommend others you know engage with it and also you know navigate the the issue of comparing yourself to others i hate when people do that to themselves you can't compare yourself with anyone you you are your own competition you need to get that into your mind i see a lot of different artist works on the insta daily and I never thought, I, I swear to you, I never thought, oh my God, this girl is better than me. You know what I say? Oh my God, she has an amazing different style than I have. That should be your perspective. You can't, there is no comparison. This is art. Art is limitless now. So you shouldn't compare, you shouldn't be this harsh on yourself. I mean, as artists, we are emotional. <laughs> we are very emotional people. And Comparing yourself to others, it doesn't end up positively. Always say, oh, wait, she's better, or he's better, or they are better, or am I enough? It's, it always leads up to these negative questions that will stop you from creating. And it's not nice. It's not nice for yourself. Like, why are you so harsh on yourself? So comparison is definitely a big no for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a red line, it's a red flag. Just don't do that. And I always comment on... Uh, people's works maybe I comment sometimes like 70 comments maybe a day I'm like I love how you use these colors that brush looks amazing this this color is looks really good what's this name and that's how I meet people and that's how I find opportunities when I live in Turkey I sold my first painting to a guy in New Mexico <laughs> I mean it's, it's really funny to me I don't know that's I mean, amazing. Yeah. It was just like $100. $100 but I will never spend $100 because it means a lot to me. Because I can, I can connect with a guy that is thousands of kilometers away from me. You know, there, is always, there will be always someone who will find your art attractive. So just don't compare yourself to anyone. Use Instagram as a positive tool. Just comment, save. I always say, and then I go and I read the captions. I read what did the artist use if they, you know, if they write something. If, even if they didn't, I DM them. I love this work. Like, how did you do it? What did you use? What kind of brush did you use? I'm always connecting to people. And that's how your community grows. And they comment you back. And it's just a very nice feeling of uh, artists getting to know each other just by staying at home. It's an amazing opportunity. I don't use it as a, you know, very personal or very business. It's just very in between. Sometimes I share my kids. 
maybe once or twice a week. Um, or maybe I'm drinking coffee and with a view, I just share that maybe. And it's so funny, when you start sharing this stuff, some of your followers ask, hey, you never shared your kids this week. Or wait, I thought you were drinking coffee, like you never shared. People start liking you. And that's when you start, you know, creating and building your personal brand. If you're sincere, people feel it. Like, I don't know how, it doesn't have a, you know, very logical um, explanation. But when you're sincere, when you share something, like just, I share my dirty hands sometimes, you know, with, full, with filled with paint. Or um, I don't know, sometimes studio is a mess. I mean, clearly I shared that, you know, you have to share everything and you have to, you have to enjoy it. If I start seeing my Instagram account, like this very business professional, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. I have to limit myself. It's going to cause me stress. I'm a creative person. I don't want stress. I don't want limits. I'm just, you know, if I like the light, I just took a picture and posted on my story and people actually like it. People like when you're sincere. They don't like to see, you know, these planned posts or stories because everyone's trying to be perfect. Everyone's trying to have this perfect aesthetic and stuff. I just share what I like. And people find you. They like when you're really, really sincere and natural. Before you mentioned how passionate you are about art history, I am as well. I'd love to hear some of your favorite artists or people who've inspired your work or just inspired oh. your outlook on being an artist. Well, I am very, very, very obsessed with the Renaissance era. Let me explain my passion. I went to Florence. I love Italy, by the way. I just love every bit of Italy. I, I went to this museum and there was this, um, an original Michelangelo painting. And I cried in front of it, staring at me and this Japanese girl who was, she was next to me and she got teary eyes and, uh, and my husband was laughing at me, but <laughs> he didn't understand my passion. That's how I'm obsessed with uh, the Renaissance um, artists. They are, they were the masters. They will always stay as masters. The details, the colors, the shadowing, the story, it's like a book. Like you can read it, every corner, every detail. I just love the Renaissance era. And I mean, clearly I'm very, very, very much inspired and affected by the, you know, 1930s New York School group, um, Pollock and Lee Krasner and Mark Rothko. They were leaders as well. And they did something that many artists couldn't take the risk. They did something new. Like he made a couple of lines and, you know, it's, it was history. What he did is, it's just, I think it's perfect. And my abstract um, obsession really began with uh, learning more about Pollock and uh, his partner, Lee Kressner. I love that woman. And that, that New York school group, the rest, it was just very inspirational for me, learning about their lives and their styles. So I can say that, yeah, the, all of the artists, the Da Vinci, Michelangelo, everyone in the Renaissance era, Rembrandt and the New York school, they're, they're like the main inspirations for me. So many artists earlier in their careers struggle with 
pricing their work and understanding how to ensure that it's a fair price for them and the work and the materials that they put into it. I'm not very good at this, so I don't know if I can give any advices, but one thing I can say is just, you know, uh, never underestimate what you do. And sometimes you paint something and someone wants to buy it two years later. And you're just like, oh, I did it two years ago. I can just give it for, you know, a very low price. Don't do that. Just remember all the effort you gave into it, all the emotions you gave into it. That's the only advice I can give seriously because I'm not really good at pricing. I like to reach people. I want my paintings to be in their houses. I want my paintings to give them, you know, good wives, positive wives. I just love the idea of being at someone's home. I like that idea. Yes, art is for art's sake, of course. We're not painting. I'm not painting to satisfy people um, or I'm not painting what they want to see. It will be amazing if maybe years later one of my paintings find a place in a really good museum. That would be amazing. But it's not my first goal. I just love the idea of uh, someone looking at my painting and thinking, oh, th this would look amazing in my office or in, in our building or in my home or in my bedroom. I just love when people say that and when they're eager to buy it. I just love that feeling. It's incredibly inspiring to hear all about the different approaches you have to your art practice and to your art business. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I, I, I love every second of it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Art Is Season 2, Episode 4. The mission of Art Is has been to encourage early career creatives, art students, and emerging artists to seek out possible futures for the art world, one where our creative ambitions and professional needs are met. Part of this is recognizing the power that our stories have and celebrating them by building a compassionate community which collectively values the creative success but also the lessons learned from the difficult setbacks. I would like to thank Eli Karabai Sulakla for her openness and authenticity. Her energy and creative confidence is inspiring and enriching. This was the first in a series of conversations with artists on everything from their professional journey to their artistic influences. If you have a story that you'd like to share on the podcast, please email listen at artispodcast.com. I look forward to these conversations and sharing the next episode in this series with you. So remember to subscribe to Art Is, and when you have a moment, please leave a rating and review. It helps others find the podcast. I get to make this show freely and independently because of your support, without anyone telling me what to do or to say. I make it because I too am an emerging artist and care about the future of our industry and want to work to make it better. So if you'd like to support what I do here at the show, you can donate through the link in the episode description. Thanks, I really appreciate it. Before you go, I also wanted to mention the Art Is Bookshop, created through bookshop.org, an online platform built to financially support local independent bookstores. It's important to me that this podcast is a resource for you, so I've carefully curated a selection of books for your continued professional and personal development. You can find links to both US and UK bookshops in the episode description and on the Art Is Instagram and Twitter, at Art Is Podcast. By purchasing books through these links, you'll be supporting independent bookstores and this podcast. Thanks so much, and see you soon.